opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Good Melifalcha. 100,000 welcomes to everyone this evening. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy Friday. It couldn't be a better day for St. Patrick's Day to fall on. Um, yeah, because it's the opportunity to have St. Patrick's Weekend, which is exactly what we're doing at our house. The corned beef didn't get done for today, but so we're looking forward to it for tomorrow after tomorrow night and probably Sunday afternoon for sandwiches and who knows, maybe even some corned beef hash before the week is out. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Visibilities, obviously on March 17th, 2023. I want to thank Cindy LeBon for hosting with me this evening and Larry Gassman for streaming us. And just so glad that the those of you that are with us could make it. I know we've got a relatively small group tonight. Um, I know there's another call on opposite that sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Um, another ACB community call. Uh, what is it? The Tar Heel, Tar Heel Tailgate party that Belinda does. So that's they should be having a great time there, I'm sure. But we're going to have a very nice time here. Um, it's a little bit of a quiet St. Patrick's. But, you know, after the last couple of weeks, I think, I don't know about you, but I could use a little bit of quiet time. <laughs> it's been a pretty busy couple of weeks with the president's meeting and the legislative seminar and the leadership meetings and all that's gone on in ACB in the last couple of weeks. The change of, let me tell you right now, um, you know that Eric is leaving as executive director and Dan Spoon is going to resign as president and become the interim executive director. And Deb Cook-Lewis is coming in as from first vice to be the president. And Ray Campbell is going from second vice president to first vice president. And all of that's taking place on the 22nd of this month, which is really cool because next Friday night, the 24th, we're having... No, I know I got a little bit schmaltzy with the title of this, but next week's visibilities is two spoons full of ACB energy. We are having, <laughs> I mean, that really is pretty bad. I know. <laughs> what do you want when I do them at one o'clock in the morning? Um <laughs> I'm having Dan and Leslie on. Leslie's going to talk about the auction, and Dan's going to talk with us about his transitioning over to executive director for the uh, interim period until a permanent 
director is found and um, employed by the organization. So that's next week. And I think, um, as I recall, I believe uh, Deb is going to be on, I think it was pre-recorded, but she's going to be on Sunday edition this Sunday with Anthony Corona. So anybody that's um, trying to catch up with what's going on, which trust me, you need a little bit of a scorecard with right now, it seems. Um, those are the two the two programs that I know of that are going on within the next few days or within the next week. Anyhow, so let's all just, it's been, a, as I say, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. I just said, let's sit back, relax, have a cup of, I called it a cup of Irish tea. And it's because there's a song about the homes of Donegal. And how welcoming the people in Dun County Donegal are. And it always points out that they will always get you a cup of tea that is anything but small. They always, <laughs> their, their teacups are enormous. But there's always tea on, on the back of the stove, it seems, in an Irish cottage or an Irish home. Um, you, you know, you might have to wait for the bread or the, sandwiches or what have you but the tea is the tea is is right there on demand <laughs> i think it, <laughs> you can get it sometimes faster than you can get a glass of water practically um i know i've been over three times and uh, i have relatives in uh county waterford and we just we get there and it's like the tea is on the table practically before we finish sitting down <laughs> Anyway, yeah. um, I do have some trivia questions that we can work on tonight. And let's start with one. How many counties are there in the entire, both the North and the South, the North and the Republic of Ireland? Anybody want to take a guess? Hey, Jim, how many counties are there in, oh, in Ireland? In the north and the south. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. I think she was asking someone in her household the same question. Oh, maybe that was it. Maybe her Any husband or wh whoever. I'm sorry. All I'm right. not muted, am I? I didn't realize that that was the case. Yeah, 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 no, you're, no, you're unmuted. not muted. You are unmuted. Okay. <laughs> it's 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 Ann Donna, so I, I'm sorry. I don't know. Oh, it in. is you. Okay, I'm looking at the phone number saying, I know that phone number. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ann Donna, who's the president of the Perkins Alumni Association. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, welcome, Ann. All right, so Thank how many you, counties Terry. are there in, how many counties are there in Ireland? Um, well, I can't name them. I'm just making a... I'm oh, no, I wasn't going to make you name them. I just wanted a number. <laughs> I'm going to say 10. Okay. Does anybody else want to take a guess? There are 26 counties in the Republic and six more in the North 
to make a total of 32. All right. Hmm. And um, I guess we won't go too far into the ge- into the geography. There are mm-hmm. four provinces. I think that might have been closer to what Ian was thinking. Oh, there okay. Four, there are four provinces. And they are, anybody know what they are? You're welcome <laughs> to jump in if you do. Ulster, Munster, oh. Connacht, and Linster. And um, speaking of Leinster, reminds me of, I found some interesting um, trivia questions for us today. And I'm just trying to bring it up so that I say it right. And of course I didn't. (laughs) What did I do wrong? I don't want my, I want my word file. Where's my word gone? (laughs) Hate when word disappears. Hate when word disappears. It just wants to be difficult. Anyhow, (laughs) the, um, there we go. Take this back. Hoban is the gentleman who designed, let, let, let me put it this way. Does anybody know what building in Dublin was an inspiration for a building in Washington, D.C., and what that building is? Okay, so I see we've got a lot of Irish trivia nuts on the skull tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Hoban is, I will tell you this, Hoban was the man who designed the building in Washington. And he did that based on the Linster building in Dublin. And that is actually the Irish White House in Phoenix Park. And that's what he designed the U.S. White House after. Oh, Mm. neat. See, you learn all kinds of little things when you hang around with me, don't you? <laughs> things you may never need to know again, but. <laughs> oh, pretty good. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Let me just ask you folks. Um, we're all into music of some description or another. Does anyone have a favorite Irish song? Is anyone still awake out there? Yes, we're still awake. (laughs) I do not have a favorite song. Anyone else want to tell us what your favorite Irish song is or what reminds you of somebody from years gone by? I know in my family, my, um, you know, that was one of the things that just always took place in in my my last name now is Pacheco, but we've been known to put the O at the beginning of it instead of the end on t- at times, <laughs> and been known as O Pacheco. Um, That's good. My maiden name was Doherty. My mother was an O'Brien, and she and her mother was a Morrissey. So you can kind of guess where the Irish comes from in this family. Oh yes, <laughs> and. 
So I don't we have a favorite Irish. Oh, oh sorry, Kara, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Ann. Give us one. I don't have a favorite Irish song, but I have a favorite. I believe Irish group. I think it's called the Celtic Women. Celtic Women. They are wonderful. You're right. Mm. They are very, very good. Celtic Woman is a great group. Especially, I especially like their first two CDs. One of them, I think, is just called Celtic Woman. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. don't remember the name of the other one for the life of me. Um, but they they are very good. Does anyone else know of a, any other good? Uh, Who's that guy? He's a tenor. I've always been a pushover for Patty Riley. I actually, back when I lived in Boston, I used to uh, be very involved with some with an organization. And we used to have concerts and such. And I did a concert one time with Patty Riley. Uh, he's, I, it's scary to ponder how many years he's been in, in the business mm-hmm. now. But I know I've been down here 23 years and his 25th reunion album, his 25th anniversary album came out a few years before I came down here. Um, wow. Yeah. So he's been around a good, a lot of them have. You look at the Wolf Tones. They've been around for like 60 years at this point. Um, of course, two that were great were Tommy Makem and Liam Clancy together. Both of them have passed away, but their music is still around, and it's, it, and it's very good. It's very, very good. Um, there's a lot of good Irish music around. And... Uh, Pam, did you want to say something? Yes. Uh, another group that's really good is the Chieftains. Yes. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. if you like um, traditional music. Uh, yes. You know, with the, with the, all of the traditional instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to be more of a ballad person, but, but the Chieftains are very, very good. Um. And they've, they're another group that's been around. They change personnel periodically, uh, you know, and they've, uh, but they've, they've sustained through the, through the decades for sure. Um, one of the other, let's all is, I hope everybody's got their nice full cup of tea. And, uh, I've got some, a couple of some good recipes for, Irish soda bread, and for Irish brown bread. Brown bread is Yum. a little, it's, I like it. I like it much better than soda bread myself. Um, it's kind of a light brown bread. It's You make it with a different type of flour. Um, the recipes, rather than trying to go through them for you tonight, if you go on the visibilities.net website, the recipes are there for those. The other recipe that's there that's really good, too, is Penny Reader's corned beef. <laughs> she makes this delicious corned beef that you use. Um, I know one of the things that it takes is a 12-ounce can of either Guinness or beer. Uh, but it, it, and it, it, I, I do it in the crock pot. It's really good. When you're making a corned beef and cabbage dinner, you know, the, uh, the irony of that is you do know that that's a very, very Irish-American dish. 
They would Probably you are. you would up until up until they figured out how much money the in in tourism they could get in Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day was always just a holy day of obligation. You went to church mm-hmm. and you had dinner um in Ireland. We were the ones that always partied here. And it was because it was the one day of the year where people tended to catch up with other Irish immigrants that had come to this country. And and it was more of a remembrance kind of day, of a remembering kind of day and celebrating um, you know, where they are today and where they were compared to where they were in many cases uh, back during the during the troubled times and and uh, you know and during the 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 terrible economy times and I don't think I know anybody that was around from back at the days of the famine. Um, I knew people who whose pa- parents or grandparents had survived the famine. Or and some who didn't survive it, um, mm. but that was the famine. Basically, took place from eighteen forty-five to eighteen forty-eight, um, forty-nine. Um, and actually, I'm just reading a very interesting book, the name of which I'm desperately trying to find for you. The um, author is Joseph O'Connor, and it's on Bard. And my iPhone doesn't want to open for me. <laughs> Get Uh-oh. it out, of course. Always Uh-oh. the way. Um, oh, Star of the Sea. That was it. It's it's based on a true story. Because uh, you even find some footnotes in it. Not a lot. But there are some. Uh, of a, what we always... What have always been referred to as the famine ships or the coffin ships, because there were so many people that were in such terrible condition when they got on the when they managed to get enough money to try to come to uh, another country. Usually, either most commonly common most commonly Canada or the United States, they didn't make it the rest of the way. Um, I know this one. In this story, um, the ship's log is uh, there's like 41 people that they've already um, buried at sea, and they're only 13 of the 26 days in to the cruise, but to the trip. Um, but it's very interesting because you still have the you know the refugee types in steerage and the lords and earls and such in first class on it. And it's, you know, it's kind of remind you of the Titanic an awful lot. Um, But nowhere near that level of opulence as the Titanic, but it's, it is, it's quite a good book. Um, If you're really into that kind of thing, that kind of thing, there's a lot of great Irish authors. There's some great fun books. Uh, Patrick Taylor's um, Irish country doctor series those are just fun books um i think he's done about 18 of them i think oh i I didn't realize that because i had read a couple of them yeah no there are yeah there are there are quite a few of those 
I want to say it's like it's in the teens somewhere. Is it uh, is it Fingal? Is that what the guy's first name is? Fingal. Oh, yeah, the doctor. Yes, Fingal. Yes, yes. Fingal. Yes, yes. And his and his dogs and his dog is uh, <laughs> Guinness and. Uh, and, and, his, and his cook is kinky and <laughs> uh, Terry, yeah those, those are a Terry. lot of fun yes Pat, uh, Pam this, this is Holly um, oh, hi. Things, what's, what's the name of the book that you were just talking about I'm looking for it I can't find it what's it called um, Star of the Sea okay next question um, Or ne there's 20 of the books in his series now and, and 21 Patrick in Patrick yeah, counting series. the um there's a little uh short one novella and unfortunately he has passed on he had cancer oh Patrick no. Taylor did yes oh my god I didn't know that that must have been fairly recent because the yes. other thing I was going to tell you about him is if anybody wants to go over onto the um writing works wonders um he was one of the one of their first authors that they had on there and he did. A, he was wonderful. Did a great interview with Kathy. Oh yes, he's one of my Nancy. heroes. I mean, Kathy and Cheryl. Um, I'm trying to remember. Was it last year or the year before? But I know they've got the podcast of it on their website. I didn't know he had passed on. Oh my goodness, that's sad. I knew that was his last book. He had said the book that was coming out then was uh, was going to be his last one. Oh, wow. Oh, that is too bad. But his books are great. The old Maeve Binchy books are good. Um, oh, yes, yes. There's, uh, there, there are a lot of good ones on, uh, on uh, Bard. Because the classic of all times, I think, that's on there is uh, Trinity. And then Trinity has a follow, there's a follow-up by Leon Uris of, um, Called Redemption, and uh, so those are a few of the books that occur to me. There's another one that I read recently, and I can't find it in my books you've downloaded list uh, on Bard. But there's another very good one. Uh, it's more of a of a novel um, about the about the famine. There's another one. I just don't remember the name of it, and I couldn't find it to come up with but uh it was a you know it's been a it, the irish have had a pretty rough road to hope and i think that's why you know so many have gotten into uh you know found found so much freedom um so much opportunity i think is probably the better word uh come by coming to this country or to Australia, because a good number of them that ended up in Australia that originally went to Australia was they went as prisoners. Because um, you know, during the famine, if you stole a bag of corn from one of the landlords, you got a trip to Australia. Oh boy, um, wasn't oh. at all uncommon um, the prison ships going to Australia at that time. And, uh, you know, and family leads, you know, eventually you got family there and they have a, they have a huge Irish population. Um, 
And of course, one thing I have to point out, and Anne probably knows this as well, and a few other people on here, that Boston has always been one of the major, major places for an event for St. Patrick's Day. Um, it's a scary place on St. Patrick's Day in Boston <laughs> with all of the pubs and, and with all of the pubs and that. But St. Patrick's Day has always been a holiday within the county, within the Boston is in Suffolk County. And, but it's technically not because it's St. Patrick's Day. It's because it's evacuation day. Right. right. And I think that's, that was a major part of it. Because what that was was that was the Brit- the British leaving this leaving Boston, and the Bo- and, <laughs> with- <laughs> and the Irish have always had a thing about the British leaving places. <laughs> well, look how the British treated them. Oh that's yeah, exactly. That's exactly the point. I mean, when you mm-hmm. when you look at it, it's just it's phenomenal, and you know, and the British, the 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 wasps here. Um, you know, everybody, we talk so much about groups, about various ethnicities and, and cultures that have had a rough time here. And when you look at it, some of them, which ones haven't? Exactly. Time. You know, uh, I mean, who built the railroads? Who, who were the, who were the guys that went out and planted the dynamite to 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 lay the tracks with the yeah. the Irish and the Chinese, and that was the only kind of job they could get. You know, no Irish need apply. Really, did happen. This um, is this is Holly. You I know, know. In, in Virginia, um, maybe there's somebody here who can confirm this. They have Black History Month, and then right after that, they have. The kids in like fourth grade study the Irish potato famine. It's a law that every kid in fourth or fifth grade has to study the Irish potato famine. Really? I didn't really? know that. I did not know that. That's interesting. I know that um, when my sister, my youngest sister, was at UMass, she worked with them at that time to get Irish, uh, the Irish studies program going at UMass Boston. Mm-hmm. Whether it still is or not, I'm not sure because it's been a long time since either one of us were in were in college. But <laughs> um, I would love to have lived in Boston, except I bet it's cold. Um, it's a different kind of cold than here. You know, we don't think twice about here. we don't. You know, down here they start in. You know, bundle ever the kids up and everything because the wind might be twenty miles an hour. Up there, the wind's always 20 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, that, that it's, 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 there's something different about it. Plus, it's right on the coast. Until I moved to Washington area, I never lived more than seven miles from the ocean. And oh, that, wow. that, that, um, you just acclimate to a different type of, yeah, you do. Uh, I moved from where you live out to the other Washington, and I am five miles from the coast. I can't, I can't go far away from the water anymore. I know. I miss it. It's funny. I don't miss it like right now. If I walked outside, it wouldn't be saying, where's the salt air? It's when I get to the salt air, it's like, that's what I've been missing. 
It's kind of oh, my yeah. thing with it. I bet you do. I do. But uh there's something particular about the I love that's yeah. one of the things I always love when we come up to Boston, we usually take the train up and pull into South Station, which is right on the harbor. Excuse me, harbor. And, um, <laughs> love it. And uh, that's always my first thing as soon as I get off the train is just to stand there and inhale a few times. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So somebody must have some kind of a cool story you can tell us because you've got to be sick to death of listening to me by now. <laughs> Does anybody want to talk about, did you have parents or grandparents that celebrated? Um, that, you know, that celebrated St. Patrick's Day or that did something that was really pretty cool. You know, like, um, and I brag. This is Holly Turi. Go right I, ahead. Brag. I away. made Irish soda bread and it turned out great. I've made it, <clears throat> I've made it two other times with varying degrees. The first one was horrible. The second one was semi awful. And this year I made it. We went to a, um, our chapter had an Irish party, a St. Patty's party today, and I took it to the party and it was good. I had to say it myself, but I went to, allrecipes.com and they had one and was something like easy fail safe soda <laughs> those are the ones to be careful of <laughs> i said they're playing my song baby <laughs> so what did you what ingredients did you use well this is interesting um irish soda bread typically contains flour sugar or bread always bacon powder baking soda yeah um bacon powder baking soda salt um, that buttermilk, buttermilk, I think, yeah, yeah, buttermilk and uh, butter, and I think that's and an egg. Well, this is nice soda bread. The thing I learned about soda bread, which was in this recipe, was soda bread kept a lot of people going during the potato famine because a lot of times they had maybe a little bit of flour, a little bit of something that was acidy that would make the make it rise and um you know something and um something else i can't remember what they said and they would make this bread and it would keep people you know keep the death death away from the door for another couple of days wow wow yeah and the other thing that's you usually you usually find in soda bread um you often find it is raisins Mm -hmm. and um caraway seed See, I don't yeah, like caraway seeds, but the raisins. I'm, yeah, I'm not a big caraway fan, but it, yeah, you do I'm often find it raisins, in it. But I don't know. It, it wasn't so bad tonight. They had it where we live, and um, it actually came out pretty good. So it is very it. good. Yeah. You know who makes actually, the store-bought makes actually not too bad Irish soda bread, because it's for, I, I buy it this way for something else that I make that's out of this world delicious um, is Stop and Shop and Stop and Shop's Irish soda bread is pretty good. We don't have that. Or, we know that's that's a New England company. Yes. It's owned by our hold. Um, it's Giants down here. Yes. And it's, I always forget don't if it's Publix. It, but don't you need it a little bit too? Don't you? 
Oh, yes. You know, like some of them you day. need and some of them you don't. And the thing I will tell you is I cheated because I didn't have stick butter to make a half a cup of butter. And I wasn't going to use that margarine that I have that's in the square thing because they say it has too much water in it. So mm -hmm. I used oh, yeah. olive oil and I just added a little extra. It was actually not wow. bad. It actually was oh, really good. a good idea. It was a very good idea. Uh, now, I'll tell you something else. And it's I've got the recipe. It's also, I'm quite certain, it's up on the website. Is I There's this recipe for Irish soda bread pudding. It Ooh. is to die hey, for good. Different. Whoa. Really? Yes, it is really good. That is really, really good. Oh, wow. That sounds good. And different. it's not that hard to make. And that's, a, that's what I tend to just buy the bread for um, from Giant. Um, mm -hmm. I, because it, it tells you to make it each in the little individual ramekins. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. put it in one big bowl. <laughs> in one big round, <laughs> round corningware container and stick it in mm -hmm. the oven in that because... I'd be making too many ramekins <laughs> if each one of them is a serving. <laughs> but it's um, really good as well. It is really good. It's and I know it's up on my uh, uh, on the website on the visibilities.net website. And Kelly, would you like to have something to add to it with a name like Kelly? You should. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just was um popping in here. We were we wasted two hours. We were we went to a I Irish pub and the wait was too long, so we came back home and then we tried to get our Irish food delivered, corned beef and cabbage, because that's my favorite on St. Patrick's Day. It was my grandfather's favorite holiday. But they're not delivering either, so Oh man. Oh, that's disappointing. So what state are you in? Substitute? I'm in Tennessee. In Tennessee, Nashville. Oh, you've got um, you've you've got some good Irish. She used to be really good, and I assume she still is. And um, performance down there is Deirdre Riley. Who is that? Her name is Deirdre Riley. Do you know of her, honey? No. And mm -hmm. she um. The last I knew she was, she was originally from Western Massachusetts, but I know she was down there trying to break into country music and such. Oh, I never uh, heard of her. A number, a number of years ago, but she's, she's got a very nice voice. Oh. And, uh, she's, and she, I know she, the last I knew she was based out of Nashville. Oh, okay. But, uh, if you ever run across her, she's, she's a lot of, and she's a very, very nice person. Okay. She's very nice, Deirdre. She, um, we yeah, had a friend the other person from Massachusetts that's here is, uh, or that was from here, he went to Massachusetts is Shara Winton. Is who? I'm sorry. Shara Winton, but I think she's NFB. She, oh. um, she, oh, that's okay. Nashville. She's Irish. Hey, she, yep. well, I don't know if she's Irish, <laughs> but she's from Nashville and lived in Massachusetts or lives in Massachusetts. Oh, I, yeah, I don't. I, I've been out of Massachusetts. I've only been semi in Massachusetts for the last 23 years. So, Oh, where are you at now? Uh, D.C. area. We're in Maryland. Oh, okay. But 
but we've got some Massachusetts people on here tonight, and um, I'm not even seeing. I'm not seeing who I we usually have on one other person. Jane's not with us. She must be out partying tonight too. She'll she'll keep Cape, Cape Cod's done where she lives. On Cape Cod, there were some really good Irish pubs. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she's probably out there tonight. Yeah. Anyway, it's been, this is fun. If anybody, does anybody want to tell a story before um, before you get stuck listening to another one of mine? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is, like, I've got my hand raised, but I'll, uh, I'll throw in. Go ahead. Go this right ahead, Kathy. Kind of, this is a. Uh, a kind of a cute story, actually. Um, back in 1986, um, my husband lived in North Albany, mm-hmm. a block and a half or two blocks down from a restaurant called Charlie Weaver's. We went there for dinner, and he had live entertainment, and it was a band called The Lancers. Well, that place was packed. And obviously, you know, beyond St. Patty's Day and, you know, nobody here knows the story, but North Albany is known for St. Patrick's Day parade. It's like a little parade, but it was very, very Irish or anybody who even wasn't Irish was Irish. What town, what town near Albany? Else. Um, but that place was packed to a point where it was quicker for my husband for later on would have been my husband for Frank to go home to use the facilities than it was to use them there. <laughs> that's, that's how packed it was. <laughs> so we did that, but in the end <clears throat> we hired the Lancers to be to play at our wedding that following May. Oh, cool. oh, for heaven's sake, that's oh, cool. That is awesome. Wow. What, what town near Albany? Uh, actually, Menans. It was just over the border. It was like a, like, a just suburb. over the border in Menans, but this was North North Albany. Okay, my brother lives in Gansevoort. Oh, Gansevoort. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a little ways from here, but I know where it is. I mean, I know I've heard of yeah, it. Near Saratoga Springs. Yep, yep. So, so yeah, that's north. That's north of us. But uh, so that's that's my St. Patty's Day story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still goodness. remember that. That was uh, that was that place was packed. It was like Frank says, "I think it's going to be faster." He's, "I'm going to go home and use the bathroom and come <laughs> back." <laughs> that's funny. That's kind of been my thing. I didn't. To have people over for St. Pat's and go out every other, any other night of the year, because they are so crowded. Well, I think we wanted to hear the band because we were told they were good. So that was the only reason we, or one of the reasons we went. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have gone either, but they were good. And we had them at our wedding and they were, they were good then. So that's what counts. Yep. Yep. I think that was one of the last weddings we've gone to where you get live bands anymore. Now they're all DJs. Oh, I know it. Yep. I know it. Which we is did. in some cases is good. In some cases, you know, 
it's nice to have live music, but <clears throat> I think those days are are beyond us now. Well, and the ex- it's it's quite an expense too. It is quite an expense. Yeah, um, true. I don't know if anybody's ever heard. Of it. it was they were basically out of Cape Cod, but they were well known all over the place. Was um, the Noel Henry Irish Show Band back in the day? We had them for uh, my parents' fiftieth wedding anniversary. I remember I hadn't thought about that until you just mentioned having uh, hearing these people for your wedding. And I, I think the best, the, the wildest one was a friend of my mother's. It was what well, was a friend of mine was getting married. A couple that I knew were getting married, but her mother was always that she was going to have the best of everything at anything she did, and. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend wasn't, she wasn't really at all. We weren't into Irish music at the time. We were like, I think we were maybe sophomores or juniors in college. Yeah, we were into 1970, not 19, oh, of course, not yeah, 1870. Right. <laughs> That's the way we looked at it back then. Right, right. But her mother had, and we did have a heck of a good time at the wedding. Her mother had the Irish Rovers. Was the band oh for their goodness. wedding? Oh, oh wow! Yeah, they're a good oh, wow! Group. Very that nice. did, um, right? That did um, the unicorn. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was quite a wedding. We had a good time with that one. <laughs> I bet. Woo! I wouldn't even. I wouldn't want to guess what she probably paid for it, even back then. <laughs> oh, oh, wow! But. Uh, then we all got into it after that, and we'd have, oh, we had lots of, um, lots of concerts and dances and that, that would have all the different, all the local bands in Boston and a lot of the local bands and others from around the country and Dermot O'Brien, Dermot Henry, Noel Henry's, um, oh, the other one from, from New York that's, Name is escaping me. As I say, I had Patty Riley. We had we had dozens. We had dozens, and we were really, really into it. And uh, I miss it a lot, but it's uh, you know, it's a lot of good memories. Mm-hmm. And my pat and my as I started to say at some point, you know, the family was so into it. I mean, I think one of the first songs. I ever knew was dear old Lenny Gall. <laughs> I was like five singing it in school. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, because, you know, my mother would sit down at the piano and my uncle would start singing and then he'd get me up dancing with him. And I was probably, that I wasn't much more than that, five, six years old, seven or something like that. I'd be dancing to the Tennessee Waltz with my uncle. Too <laughs> oh, <laughs> cute. You know, that kind of thing. And, and when oh. Maggie Dooley learned to, learned to hooly hooly. just, <laughs> 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 you know, there's just so much of that. That's there's just such good memories, you know. Mm-hmm. That, and I think we're all just we're very very wealthy in memories. Um, so many of us. 
And you know, and I'm sure everybody here is. It's does not necessarily an Irish an Irish thing or an Irish American, but you know, it's family means a lot when it comes to and, and your past, your ancestry, and the things to be. You know, I look at different things, um, different traits in like in myself or in my sisters or my brother or something. And uh, my parents even. Um, and you can see where so much of it has come from through the years. You know, mm-hmm. my my mother, both of my grandmothers, um, my one of my grandfathers um, were all very, very active in various and sundry organizations. And in, and in local politics. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be if you're from 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 the Boston area. You had to have, only only in Boston would you have James Michael Curley, the mayor, serving his time, serving his. What am I trying to say? I'm trying. To, I'm not saying this right. Um, serving as mayor from while he's serving time in prison at the same time. Oh my <laughs> goodness! What? Wow! How is that possible? That's uh, that's actually. An interesting one. There's a there's a book on Bard about him as well, about those times as well. Um, uh, the uh, James Michael Curley. Um, what the heck was the name of it? I can't think of it. But uh, and there's another there's another good one too. The last hurrah. The last hurrah is Curley, and then it kind of goes into Joseph B. Kennedy and. Oh, that that's a pretty that's a fun book to go to. Oh, right. What did, what was he in prison for? I'm sorry. What was he in prison for? Uh, let's see. I think that time it was um nepotism. You know, he was very good at finding jobs for people that that worked for him. Shall we say, people that you know, if you worked on his campaign. And you needed a job. You somehow seemed to get one. Why was he in prison for that? Because that's not legal. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I think there were some bribes and kickbacks involved with the post office mm-hmm. as well. Oh boy! As as oh, I recall, this <laughs> he was quite the character. Uh. He and Honey Fitz. Honey Fitz was um the, was Rose Kennedy, John F. Kennedy's mother Rose was her father, was Honey Fitz. And uh they were all and they were the busting cat they were the they were the ones that brought the that got the Irish out of the slums and into the politics in Boston. And uh there's a there's a really cool song if anybody's ever look, looking for something um i'm trying to remember who does it patty riley does it i don't think it's celtic woman i think it's um celtic thunder that does it but i like the patty riley version is it and kind of a neat song about um this that same period in time uh, called when New York was Irish, and that's a kind of an. It's just you know you can ask Lady A to play when New York was Irish by Patty Riley, and uh, that's kind of a neat song. 
But then again, I like almost anything Patty Riley does. <laughs> anyway, what did we not cover yet that somebody would like to? Okay, I'll go now unmuted. Jaws seems to want to say something. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry, Alice. Yes, I'm sorry. I had raised my hand, but I guess I can just talk. <laughs> and Go right ahead. I didn't see it. Oh, it is raised. I hadn't noticed it before. I apologize. Oh, that's okay. I'll just say happy St. Patrick's Day from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We had our St. Patrick's Parade this past Saturday, yeah, as did one of the Chicago parades as well take place on Saturday. And... Uh, but St. Patrick's Day is quite celebrated here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, but even more so is the Irish Fest. Milwaukee is known as the city of festivals. And one of the festivals on the lakefront, besides the famous Summerfest, is Irish Fest. And it's always billed as the, the biggest Irish festival in the world. It's my understanding that it is. Yes. And I've always I, heard great things about that oh, one. It is wonderful. And the harp music is what I especially like there. And uh, they do have items from Ireland. The sweaters are just absolutely beautiful, but wonderful music and and such. And you know, by my last name, I am not Irish. <laughs> <laughs> All four of my grandparents came from Northern Italy. But I always enjoy greatly Irish music and and all the fun of the holiday and such. So I just thought I would I would share that. I, have you had anyone speak about Chicago? Um, we're just about an hour's drive from Chicago here, and um, I had looked up for another group that I had shared with on Tuesday that. When the river is dyed green in Chicago, mm. as it was last Saturday, um, the chemicals and such that they use to dye the river green are actually orange in color. But when it's dumped into the river within a few minutes, it turns green. And it's a hundred pounds of this secret potion that they use. It is top secret. And um, it takes two motorboats only, and one dumps the secret formula into the Chicago River, and the other boat just stirs up the, the liquid, and people do line the bridges over the Chicago River to see the river turning green, so that's, that's a big event there. In Milwaukee, we, we turned the river green, but that was for the NBA back in 2019. <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks, because they uh, one of their main colors is green. So we did it here, too, but we didn't know the secret formula from Chicago. So but, you must have had to use a lot of food dye. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, happy St. Patrick's Day. And I'm enjoying your program. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. And we're glad to have you with us this evening. Carry of nine minutes. Yes, thanks, Cindy. Um, Pam, did you want to say something? Or was your I hand did. Up low? I okay. did. Uh, Go for it. I have a little bit of a story. I'm my ancestry is 
part English, part Irish, part Scottish. I don't know in what order, uh, but um, and and so far I have yet to go to any of those countries. Maybe one of these days it'll happen. Um, but when I was probably six years old, six or seven years old, my family acquired a recording, and this, of course, was on vinyl, um, by a young singer who was Irish, and his name was Christopher Lynch. I have no idea whatever became of him, um, but I still have that recording. And there is a song on there. Uh, Most of the songs are not national songs. I mean, he he was classically trained and he would sing things like Ave Maria and, uh, oh, all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. and and beautiful voice and yes a very thick irish rogue accent whatever um but there's one song on there that he sings in irish gaelic and it's beautiful and i've never heard it anywhere else um and i would have to pull out that recording and look up the name of it because I don't speak a word of Gaelic. But um, <laughs> I actually but took in, two semesters of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I understand I it. I, I, I can't speak. I cannot speak Spanish for the life of me, but right. I can speak a little bit of Gaelic. <laughs> oh, wow. Because I understand it's a difficult language. Um, it's, it's very, well, because it's not one of the Romance languages. Right. Right. And so it's it's a more it comes more from the throat as opposed to uh-huh, uh-huh. rolling of the tongue type but, thing. But th- this guy I, and like I said, I still have that recording. Every once in a while, I'll I'll play it. The only problem is it makes me cry because the first song on there is called "Bless This House," and. I, I can, in my mind, I can still hear my mother singing along with it. And, of course, my mother is deceased. And uh, so when I listen to that, it it makes me cry. Um, I know that feeling. I have the exact same, a very similar situation when I hear John McCormick. Who was- oh, Yes. Oh, yes. John McCormick <laughs> did Where the River Shannon Flows. Uh-huh. And I, my grandfather, um, I was, I was, we lived in the same house. Um, mm-hmm. It was a two-family house. We lived upstairs. But every night I would go downstairs and I was like, what was I, five, six years old. Mm-hmm. I would go downstairs and he would... And I'd get him to sing or we'd go downstairs to the basement and listen to the old Atwater Kent radio so that we didn't have to get on our knees and do the rosary with my grandmother. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But he would always, and that's, I always associated 
uh, where the River Shannon flows uh, with Got him. It. And I have John McCormick doing that. And it does. It always reminds me. I mean, he died in, when Way I was back. six. Yeah, he died. When, no, I mean, my my grandfather died when I was six. Oh, but I, oh, I still oh. always remember him singing Where the River Shannon mm. Flows. Mm. Oh, yes. And so I, I've, I've always had a copy of of uh, John McCormick doing it anyhow. Mm. But it does. It it it, they, it it is. It's amazing how a song can take you back. You know, even if it's oh, something from, yes. you know, from the 90s or the 80s. Or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, anything. yes. But when it takes you way back into into your childhood, it's uh, kind of fun. Somebody said oh, yes. to me recently, did you ever know 99 bottles of beer on the wall? And I oh, said, yeah. I remember us doing that on field trips in the bus and feeling yes. bad for the bus driver who had to listen to it for an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, Men, they goodness. are done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you all for sharing this evening with me. And I hope all of our other friends have had a, are out having a, uh, a rowdy but safe and healthy and happy St. Patrick's Day, whatever they're doing. Um, and keeping, and, and we all just, I'm going to attempt to do this. It's off the top of my head. So I may screw it up. No, I think what I'll do is I'm going to do another Irish blessing. I was going to try and do the May the Road Rise to Meet You. But oh, I think that's what, beautiful. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be ever at your back. May the rains fall soft upon your fields. And I can't remember the next line that's gone from me. Oh. Um, soft upon your fields. And I can't remember the next line of it. It's gone from me. Um. But one of the best ways to end, I think, for tonight is, and May is the one of the endings for that, is, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Yes. And the other one that we can also, for the partying that takes place tonight, is may we all be in heaven a half hour before the devil knows you're dead. Mm. love it (laughs) I thank you all for being with me as I say next week I will have Dan and Leslie Spoon on and that should be a really cool call with um, Dan going into the new into his new position and uh, Leslie the queen of the auctions (laughs) (laughs) uh, coming on But I thank you all for being with me tonight. So I wish you all a wonderful St. Pat's weekend.